helped defend the church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Family Life International presents Father Nicholas Grace of the Institute of the Incarnate Word. To learn more about the Institute, go to www.ive.org. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On a Sabbath day, Jesus had gone for a meal to the house of one of the leading Pharisees, and they watched him closely. He then told the guests a parable because he had noticed how they picked the places of honor. He said this, when someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take your seat in the place of honor. A more distinguished person than you may have been invited, and the person who has invited you might come and say to you both, give up your place to this man. And then to your embarrassment, you would have to go and take the lowest place. No, when you are a guest, make your way to the lowest place and sit there, so that when the host comes, he may say, my friend, move up to the higher. In that way, everyone with you at the table will see you honored. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the man who humbles himself will be exalted. Then he said this to his host, When you give a lunch or a dinner, do not ask your friends, brothers, relations, or rich neighbors, for fear they repay your courtesy by inviting you in return. No, when you have a party, Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. That they cannot pay you back means that you are fortunate because repayment will be made to you when the virtuous rise again. This is the Gospel of the Lord. There was a parish council much like our own, made up of characters like Anna and John and company. And they decided that it would be important if they promoted in the parish the virtue of humility, especially for the children. So they said, let's find an award, a prize to the most humble person in the parish. A committee was formed, names were put forward, and finally they came up and agreed upon Mr. Jones, a little wee shy man who never took credit for any of the good things that he did. And that Sunday he was given a gold badge which said, most humble man in the parish. However, the same committee, the following Sunday, had to take the badge off him. Why? Because... He turned up in chapel that Sunday with the badge on the front of his blazer for everybody to see. He missed a little bit of the point about humility. He wanted to stay basking in that glory. I mention this because most of us have a wrong idea about the virtue of humility. And I mention it because it's a central theme in the readings today. And that's what I want to talk about today. In three brief points. First, what is the virtue of humility? What's the vice opposed to it? 
And are there any tips or means or ways we can implant the first and eradicate the second? So what is humility? If you look this up in books of the saints and stuff, the first thing you get is the only ones who are meant to really define humility are the humble. So that immediately puts us into trouble because none of us are really humble if we, if we admit it. Uh, so basically, I just took a little few things of what the saints have said and I'll try and present them to you now. First up is something that we all know and understand and it's this, that the humble person is someone who has a moderate estimation of their own importance. They're not puffed up. However, we have to point out that it has nothing to do with humility having no esteem of ourselves. The problem is when we go and we try and seek to be esteemed by other people. See the difference? We can appreciate the talents that we have, we can have self-esteem, but we want everybody else to esteem us and pat us on the back and hold us up. Then we pass the line. The humble person is humble because they have a state of soul of humility. Something that they've worked at for years and years. They've been humiliated. They've been able to renounce their own ideas and opinions. So it's a state of soul. It's not a temperament. It's not a character trait. Just because someone is naturally shy or quiet doesn't mean that they're humble. As we saw with Mr. Jones. Now, I think we're all in agreement with the saints that we perceive a humble person because of the way they behave with every type of person, be it their superiors, their equals, but especially their inferiors. What do I mean by this? All of us have the experience of people who are better than us, right? In school, in the workplace, in the chapel, family, relatives, there's always someone better than us. So we examine our conscience. What's my attitude like towards these superior people? Is it one of deference, admiration, recognition? Or is there that seething little jealousy or envy? Am I backbiting? Do I talk about them behind their back? Or do I try and belittle them in front of them, make them feel small, in order to make myself feel big? It's also interesting, though, to examine ourselves with He who is not only bigger than me, but bigger than everybody, God. If I'm humble, my attitude towards God will be one of submission. If I'm proud, it'll be more marked by rebellion, rebellion. However, if we notice that we have equals, we've already made a good step because there's plenty of people out there who are superior to everybody, all right? Snobs, they stick their nose up at everybody. We've all met them. But if we recognize someone as our equal, our attitude will be one of respect. And we're on the right path to humility. Finally, if a Christian on a regular basis 
makes other people feel inferior, they're lacking in humility, obviously. Because, and here's a beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about our Christian faith, about our religion, is that this humility of the superior before the inferior is greatly promoted, held up. It wasn't like that in the ancient world, Greeks and Romans, forget about it. We were taught this in living color, in HD, concrete. God became man. He who was inferior to everything, superior to everything, became inferior. He who was all-powerful became weak. He who had the world and universe in his hands put himself into the hands of evil men. And guess what? He puts himself into our hands every single week. Because he's humble. Humble in Holy Communion. This is the same one who said, learn from me. I am meek and humble of heart. How do we learn from Christ? Very simple. We start by trying to avoid what's the opposite of Jesus Christ. If he is good, virtuous, humble, what are his enemies going to be like? Bad, not virtuous, but vicious. Not humble, but proud. You see, pride is the vice which is in direct opposition to humility. Two words about pride. What is pride? In simple terms, it's a disordered, disproportionate desire to excel, to be over and above everybody else. A disordered desire for glory. Why is it disordered? People cheat in their exams. People cheat at sports, okay? Because they will do anything for glory, even break the laws, even give bad example to children. This spirit of pride will manifest itself to us on a day-to-day -day basis with the contempt that these people have for us. Contempt for laws, school laws, sports laws, contempt for human laws, contempt for God's laws. We know this contempt, friends. We've all seen it. Boastfulness, arrogance, nastiness, incapacity to say sorry or ask pardon for being nasty. Why? Because they don't think they're wrong. They think they're completely right. But it gets worse. The proud will have nasty, sinful behavior. And they won't ask pardon to God. They won't confess their sins. No chance. Because they're not wrong. They're never in the wrong. What should our attitude be in this case? We should just try and observe that this nasty spirit opposed to the beautiful virtue of humility will always manifest itself as pride before men and presumption before God. But we can help. We can do something about it for other people. We can give them advice. And if there's a little bit of it in our own spirit, there's something we can do. A few things that I do myself, being, you know, vain and sometimes proud, 
I try to distrust myself and my own opinion. Ask the opinions of others. Avoid being a hardhead. Secondly, avoid the proud and seek out the humble. If there's good and humble and holy people around, try and spend time with them because we become like our friends. You know? Thirdly, seek knowledge of self. This isn't a fancy expression. It means self-reflection, prayer, meditation, asking God to give us self-knowledge. Because what this does is, it helps us to accept and be happy with who we are in relation to our brothers and sisters and what we are in relation to God. We really understand, not by theory, but really, that He's the Creator, I'm the creature. I owe Him submission, not rebellion. Finally, friends, and this one's easy, we can do this on a regular basis. We must try not to boast about our own talents and the good things that we do. We, all, we do it in a subtle way. Rather try and boast about the other people that do good. Pat them on the back. A beautiful example of this was the great poet from Edinburgh, Sir Walter Scott. At one point he was held as the greatest literary figure in the British Empire. English weren't mad about that. But finally, when Lord Byron emerged, plenty of people were jumping on the bandwagon how great Byron was. And an article appears in a London newspaper which says, Now with the emergence of Lord Byron and his literary genius, no longer can Sir Walter Scott be held as the greatest literary figure in Britain. Guess who wrote the article? It was anonymous. But we found out later, I imagine, after his death, that it was written by Scott himself, who wasn't fighting to maintain his own prestige, but was quick to raise up his own rival. I'd say it's because he was humble. So friends, to conclude, let's ask our Blessed Mother Mary for a little bit of that humility, a little bit more of it. The grace to be humble. Because we know well, friends, that in paradise, there are some who were not pious, chaste virgins. There are some who were not courageous martyrs. There are plenty who are not prayerful monks. But up there, in heaven, there is no one who was not humble down here. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today. Thank you.